great evening great evening great blessing day on this wednesday afternoon thank you all for joining us my name is tyler ellis and i am so empowered by my heavenly father so grateful to have you all joining with us everybody that's already subscribed to the ballroom network thank you all for just tuning back in for the second edition of the perspective of gains and this is a very special episode because we have some phenomenal special guests and can't wait to get to them but before we do that I am so empowered by my heavenly father. I truly want to open this, this, I want to, I want to bless what's about to happen. And I want to pray for all you all first and foremost, because my father really instilled the essence of unity. My father and my mom both instilled the essence of unity and we walk the scripture out on a daily basis. And so I just want to open this up real quick with, um, second Corinthians, um, um, book 13, number 11, um, it's finally, and brothers and sisters, we rejoice and strive for a full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. That really sets home with me because the people that have poured into my life, like a Mike and a Lauren LeBou, people that have, that, have, that have served my family immensely. But when I have amazing examples like um, Amos Ellis and uh, Trudy Jones, and even for my brothers and sisters, Josh, Jordan, and Jazz, we get to live these things out because when we are united by thought process, the whole mission is to impact the world. And we do that by sharing resources. And there's no greater example than bringing in our special guests when it comes to sharing resources. We're going to, um, from the Mabasa Relief Initiative, an organization that was founded about 20 years ago, we're going to bring up, we're going to bring, we have a special guest, Mr. Don Harris, who's actually the president of, the, of that. And so let's, let's go ahead and bring Don in. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Glad Uncle to Don. be here. Uncle Don, excuse me. That's all right, nephew. We good. We good. <laughs> and so just 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 really, sir, just it's it's a pleasure to do this again. Um yes, every is. time every time I hear y'all voices, I, I, I think about Mombasa. I can hear the I can hear okay. the music. I can hear okay. the music and I can taste <laughs> the food. But the the number one thing is I can hear I can hear the laughter of the kids. I can hear the laughter of the kids, and that's something that I saw that was so important to you all. So real quick, just give a little about who you are and your background and where you currently reside. Okay. Uh, um, I'm from the Chicagoland area, born and raised. Um, went to uh, uh, Northern Illinois University, and that's where kind of where all of us came together. Your dad, uh, Kelvin, and, and other founders of this organization, all are graduates of uh, NIU. So um, we met there, um, but me personally, what I do is I'm in IT, um, a wireless engineer. Uh, so uh, when the when the pandemic hit, my company downsized. So I'm you know selectively looking for work because this next job will be the last one. So you know I'm at that age where I I can't do the the sweatshops anymore. You know That's the you know, where you sit there and take ticket after ticket after ticket after ticket and you chain to a desk. Mm. I've done that for 15, 20 years. Love IT, but don't want to do it that way anyway, mm. anymore. So um been IT basically my whole work career. Um, family man, four kids, four grandkids. Uh, been married. Uh, uh, let me get this right. Oh, she in earshot. <laughs> Uh, been married 32 years uh, <laughs> and been blessed, man. I, I've, I've led a, a blessed life. And, and you know, um, one of the things about you truly bless when you help others. 
you you unless you are you know and, and it's just my personal opinion people can differ on but for me uh the way you get blessed is is by doing what what jesus would do and blessing others so that's what we you know that's that's what we've strived to do with this organization and i think god has showed us things because it hasn't always been successful you know uh, we've had our share of failures but the successes and, and just the appreciation of the effort that we put in over the years uh, by the people we support, you know, keeps us fired up and keeps us uh, moving everything, keep us moving forward. That's awesome. That's 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 awesome. And I want to dive into that. And you spoke on a couple of things on what this show is about, the perspective yeah. of gains. We focus on faith, um, mindset and health. And that peace of mind starts in our hearts. And when, and when we operate, when we have a clear, defined vision, something that I learned in my mentorship, when you have a clear, defined vision and you have a strong why, the how will figure itself out. And exactly. so you all had a mission to help the children of Kenya. You all had a vision. Yes. Money wasn't there, but you had a vision. We're going to go help these kids. And you did yeah. that before Twitter. You did that before Instagram. You did that before Facebook. My dad didn't like social media. He thought it was like the worst thing ever. And so, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so like that, this was like, I believe, 1990, 1991. So what is Mombasa Relief and how did it get started? Okay. Well, uh, the way it got started, um, uh, Kelvin Bledsoe, um, who, who was one of the founders of the organization, he was in the military doing Operation uh, Desert shield i think it was uh, i forget which military operation it was but it was the one that, that where we u.s sent soldiers sent the u.s army to somalia because people were starving and you know and we were we, we you know being the country that we are we wanted to help and what was happening was the warlords were at was actually stopping all the relief from getting to the people and, and just letting people die so we went in as a as United States to open up those those avenues so that the relief and the food could get to the people who so desperately needed. Uh, Kelvin was stationed there at the time, and um, he was a public relations officer. And so his whole job was to kind of take some of the higher ranking officials from Somalia over to Kenya. You know, Somalia was just, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to defend any Somalians who are on there, but the country doesn't have a lot to offer, you know, anybody. And it's, it's basically been lawless, a lawless country for a number of years. So they wouldn't have any U.S. soldiers, you know, stay there who wasn't actually involved in the mission. So they would take some of the higher rank officials to Kenya um, and what it had the nice beaches and had the nice hotels. And that was Kelvin's whole job. And as he did this, uh, the first thing that, that happened was he sent me a a box of art and um i took the art around to some people i knew who had their own businesses and stuff and people just went crazy over it they had never seen such such quality of, of craftsmanship um, before so the first couple of years we actually started this as a as an art import business and within two years, we were we had like 17 stores that we were wholesaling to across the country. Uh, we were going around the country doing all the, the black expos and things like that. But every time we went to basic things were happening and things were standing out that we was like, wow, how do people 
live? Why don't they have? Why? It was all, and like you say, it was always the question of why don't they have this? And what we have to understand, uh, you know, one of the things that make America the greatest country on earth is that we take care of the poor, you know, and we take care and we give opportunities to, to people who might not get them. In Kenya, that doesn't happen. In Kenya, when you don't have, you don't have, you know, there's no public aid, there's no food stamp, there's no, you know, stimulus check coming in the mail. Those things just don't happen. When when people don't have in Kenya, they they stop. So, um, and the same thing goes for for the school systems as well. You have um, um, you have schools, some schools that are better than others, you know, and a lot of the schools that are that we support are are in the slums. So when you are a slum school, the odds of you meeting the qualifications to be a government school is not going to happen. You're not going to have those two or three bathrooms you need. You're not going to have those classrooms with uh, enough space and electricity and all of those things. So um, one of the first things we noticed was that was the lack of books. You know, uh, when we went into class, I remember one of the classes we went into and the kids were all sitting there, 20 some kids sitting there disciplined as, as, as possibly they could be. And there was one book and the teacher took this book and gave it to the first student. It was a math book. And the first student wrote out the whole, the whole lesson on a piece of paper and and gave the kid the next kid the uh, the book and the, and this this went the, all the way around the room and I was like, man, this is so inefficient. Where you know where the books at? They didn't have, them. you know, the same thing. Same thing with desks. You know, there was over half the class students were were sitting on the floor. You know, so you know, and it was like, well, why are these kids on the floor? They don't have desks. Why don't they have debts? Because they don't have debts. It, it was never an issue of, uh, of um, you know, well, they're coming or, you know, well, we got we got them on back order or none of that. It, it, these are things that, that just weren't going to happen. You know, I, I always like to tell the story of the, the my first trip to Kenya. One of the cab drivers asked me if I could bring if, if when I came back the next year, if I could bring some pencils and pens for for his kids, and you know, they, we wasn't playing. I mean, it was a yearly thing we were doing. I was like, yeah, I'll bring some, and and, and luckily I remembered. But when we came back to Kenya the next year, when we arrived, we hadn't been in the hotel a half hour or hour, and they rang the room and said, uh, "Mr. Harris, there's someone downstairs in the lobby for you." I'm like who? I mean, we just we we just got here. It was that cab driver, and all he wanted was the pencils and pens. He waited a year for pencils and pens for his kids. So things like that really floor you when you say you know you know that they don't have the basic resources they need to 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 learn, you know. And so that's what kind of started this whole thing going because we knew we could get those things. We had, you know, we had all kind of people working in educational. We had uh, frat brothers and friends who were building engineers and CPS. 
we we had you know we knew that wouldn't be no problem and it wasn't so the first two or three years we did a a, a shipment almost every year of school books desks and things of that nature and to help alleviate some of those you know supply and resource issues and you know from there it just ballooned and ballooned the more we did and even today as you know you know being a new member on the board the more you do the more you have to do we we've learned over the years you know all of our programs that a program of start for instance uh sponsorship program uh you know that program of start and you know and it was wonderful for five six years we had all these elementary school kids and we were getting them all through elementary school and then all of a sudden we started realizing that for some of them that was the end of the road that when we stopped that when they got through elementary school which we were had sponsors for them there wasn't anything else for them they, there was no high school because they needed a sponsor there as well so we we We've always had the greatest mission. It's always getting bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, that's why we have to do things like this. We got to let people know what we do. We've never been the best at telling the story, you know, and that, that's one of our, to me, that's always been, you know, one of our weaknesses as an organization. We have a bunch of men who get it done. And a lot of times when you do that, you go in and get it done. It, it, as a not-for-profit, that, that's not enough. You can't just go and, and put the hard work in. You you got to let people know what you're doing. So the next thing you need to get done, you know, you can get some help because the mission is it, it's getting to that point where it's so big that, you know, I can't go out and, and just hit my family anymore and, and you know, feed the school. You know, I can't do it because it's, it's, it's too many kids. So we got to grow the mission. So you bring up a good point. And then real quick, Joe, if you can bring up if you can bring up the last comment. That was an amazing comment. Um, Ronnie, you are you thought it was a dream. You are a bear fan living in Mombasa. And so you are you streaming the network. So Jumbo, right? John, John, you was Jumbo, Jumbo, Bargani. Jumbo. Okay. So <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Yeah, and, we definitely. And you're living in Mombasa. We will definitely see you looking forward to shaking your hand this coming March. And bear yeah. that. And he's a Bears fan. So that's oh, all. Oh man, you all that's three for three, ain't it? <laughs> your, your, your family, Jumbo. And so um, Uncle Don, that's so amazing. And ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a man who I call him Uncle Don because he was my dad's one of my dad's um best friends. Yeah. Okay? Um, he was a licensed official with my father. He's had my father's back. And what they're doing in Africa, they were doing in Chicago as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the quarter organizations from that Chicago area they were doing they were getting school books and for Chicago kids outside mm -hmm. of working for the state outside of refereeing Derrick Rose's games a lot of these high school games around the Chicago area they yeah. were helping charities in the Chicago area and then they said you know what we can do this for our own home let's go abroad and do it over there and that mm -hmm. my friend is the gospel sir and when I say had my father's back like literally. Had my I had the picture right here. He was he had he was riding a camel with my dad. Yeah, it was <laughs> my favorite. Me and his favorite picture. And so that's truly phenomenal, sir. So real quick, um, so you all, it's been about twenty plus years. What has been? I don't know if you have the numbers with you right now. But what has been the impact, so to speak? Like before, there was a kid, there, nobody was going to high school. Yeah, nobody was going to high school. 
but I was there last March and I saw there was a change in that. And so, yeah. but collectively, from recent memory, if you don't have it with you right now, what's been the impact of you all having a presence in Mombasa without social media assistance? Well, um, the impact has been huge. It, it, it's been when we started and, you know, the, all of our programs, are, uh, the, I think the most impactful to me is the feeding program. Um, the feeding programs feeds the kids lunch and a snack every day. And we're talking about kids who a lot of times may not eat for two, three days. You know, this 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 is so is such a uh, impactful program because you can't learn if your body is lacking protein and, and nutrients. And and you've seen it yourself, Tyler. You remember um the there was a kid um who hadn't now this wasn't at a school that we had a, a, a feed program at, but this is a school that we had just brought under our umbrella, and you went on our first visit to that school with us. And there was a kid there who hadn't eaten for four days. And all this kid can do is, is sleep. He just all during class, he just sat there with his head down. You can't learn if you're hungry. You can't learn if you if your body is starved. So the impact of the feeding program has has really been huge. And, and, and the way I measure, the way we measure that is, it's simple. Attendance, grade scores, those two things. Are, when we started the feeding program at, at both of these schools, since we started, one, the attendance, the daily attendance is way up because if a kid knows if this is the only meal he's going to get today, he's going to school. Two, the kids are healthy. They don't have as many kids being sick because now the kids are, you know, they, they got something to help them fight off some of the, you know, some of the the, the, the illnesses that's going to affect them. And then three test scores. Now, you know, a kid, you know, a nurse kid can can think better, you know, so and they can and they can function better. So and, and we kind of grafted this only because, you know, we were we, you know, right. Try to apply for grants and things. So. This has been proven at, at both schools that everything went up. You know, everything went turned positive when that feeding program was put in place. Oh, and then you mentioned the feeding program. So you mentioned feeding program. Then you mentioned um, how many programs is Mombasa Relief like actually running these days? Okay, okay, all right. I'm I'm gonna run I'm gonna run them all down. We we have the sponsorship program, which um um. Currently, I think has about uh, uh, fifty or sixty kids in it. Um, we have twenty-five people being sponsored in high school now, which is a first. Um, we have we have um, the feeding program, and and as an offshoot of the feeding program, something that we did we we started trying to do. A few years ago is the is the poultry program as well. At one point, this program was pretty big, but it got so big that the school took it over. So they, you know, and that's fine. You know, um, we 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 know that to really make that work the way we want it to work, that we need our own land. But we do have one one local farmer who is who does have a couple of chickens. Uh, has has like two hundred layers that in November will start laying eggs. So that's that's the uh, what we like to call eggs for empowerment. So I got sponsorship, eggs for empowerment, 
feeding program, girl power. Very powerful. Very, what's, very. What's what, what's powerful about girl power, Uncle Don? Well, it empowers girls. You know, one uh, you know one thing you notice that going there, it's a male. Kenya is a male-dominated society, and when you have a third-world country with a male, you know, male-dominated like that that everything is done is designed is to hold people back because nobody, you know, so now the women in the country don't have the same opportunities as the men, because if I have two daughters, if I'm Kenyan and I have two daughters and one son, that son is going to going to school. We, this whole family is going to do everything they can to send that son to school. If we get enough after that, we'll send the daughters, but, that son is going to go. So the girls were, were being ignored. They were being uh, neglected. Um, the feminine hygiene thing, you know, um, not having feminine napkins where, you know, we had girls who were missing school every month. You know, at that, every time it was that time of the month, they would, they just wouldn't go to school. That's crazy. You know, for them to, week, uh, uh, to miss a week or so or, or however long they cycle last every month because they didn't have this, this basic hygiene product so um since and that one said so that was back in 2007 i know that we started that so for, since 2007 we've been finding donors uh to um to fund that program um the feminine hygiene program now also the girl power has a lot of a lot of other components to it the girls get to take a a educational excursion every three months. So I, they've been to places like uh, the hospitals to watch doctors work. They've been to uh, the courthouse to watch female lawyers. So, you know, the, the, the beauty of this con and, and how I know that this is so impactful is that when we started this program, um, when this program was started, and I remember the very first year of the program and and we would have a met with the girls and you would ask the girls, OK, what do you want to be? And the only thing you would hear that the top of the chain was teacher and nurse, teacher and nurse. You go around the room. That's what everybody said. If you ask these girls now, they we did the same thing uh, just this past time. You heard president. You heard I want to be an astronaut. You heard I want to be a lawyer. You know, so, you know, even though we, we may not be able to help them give get all the way there but you know sometimes you you got to have a dream first you know so now they, they've got stuff to shoot for and and we know things like this you know it, even if you shoot for some of these things if you don't make it make it some of the careers that that, that come off of that are just as good enough to, to to take care of a paralegal or you know or scientists or something like that so you know these girls are now shooting for the moon and i really you know really feel real good about that we gave them the confidence and the and the, the tools needed to to go out and be something in this world and so the best thing about that uncle don is is the fact that and this is how everybody everybody that's listening first of all i was gonna say totally thank you all for being a part of this yes okay yes, we because the reason why we're having this today is because you can be a part of this we don't like yeah. uncle don like we 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 actually we don't want to be just fans. We're not fans. We don't sit. We don't. We're not cheerleaders. We're not stands. We're not fans. No, no disrespect to cheerleaders. That's fine. What I'm saying is, get in the game. How yeah. can we help create change? 
And if everybody gave 1%, how, how awesome could that be? One thing about my, what I learned about the book of Malachi when my dad was teaching me a little bit things about the Bible was when you're tithing. Sometimes you may not have the finances, but but these gentlemen have been tithing their time for the last yeah. 20 plus years in Mombasa. And of course, of that, their finances. So yeah. that, one of the most powerful one of the most powerful things I saw on that trip was when we were at Victoria Baptist, it was a classroom about 20, 20, 20 girls, about 20, 20 mm -hmm. girls. And they were sitting, they just performed for us. They just danced. And then Mr. Kelvin came around and told them that they all get to go to high school. Yeah, that was cool. I, got just now. I wish I had a video. I got the video, but I didn't get a little up in time. But okay. I got goosebumps. But the, a whole classroom of girls who were like teenagers who just put an awesome performance on. They're getting good grades. They're praising yeah. God. They all got surprised because they didn't know what's happening that they get to go to high school. Okay. Yeah, that was a wonderful moment. So let's just break that down on the blessings that God provided. That how much how much did that cost individually, and how was mm -hmm. that able to come together? Well, um, well, the, to send a, a person to to high school is about six hundred dollars um, for a year, um, um, because all of the high schools in Kenya, uh, or I won't say all, I'll say ninety percent of boarding schools. So that means the, the person goes away and stays at this school and and stays there for the whole term. So they have to be fed, they have to be housed. So so whereas when we do elementary school, it's like one one fifty for for a year, you know, and that covers pretty much everything. Um it, it's not the same in high school. So as the costs go up. So that was one of the reasons we initially stayed away from it and but uh, it, it was just a lot of not a lot of pressure. It just it was something that we needed to address and and start and provided opportunities for. So we have we have some of the best partners in the world, uh, and um, one of our partners, the Hope Foundation, out of out of Baltimore, um, uh, Tarika Tarika Hendricks. Um, her organization is actually paying for 24 of the girls to go to college. And, and then um, we have one, one male and I mean, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say college. I mean, high school, high school. Uh, and then we have one, one male student who I supported because the young man was so outspoken and he has such great leadership abilities. I couldn't, I couldn't sit back and watch that go to waste. I had to, you know, I, you know, hopefully, you know, well, this young man, when we met him, um, I think he, when I first met him, he might've been in sixth grade and could talk to anybody, you know, could, you know, just, you could see if you looked, if you saw, when you saw his class or when you saw him with his peers, you knew he was the leader. Mm -hmm. So all we want to do is encourage that and, and get this man, you know, the next platform, get him to the next level. And at some point, I think his true leadership abilities are going to take over and, you know, he'll, he won't need us anymore. But, you know, he needs us now to get him, you know, to get him to the next level. You know, and also one of the things we're doing for the first time as an organization, we have our first uh, college student starting, starting this past semester. This is the first person. Now, there's been some 
we've done that. There's been some board members who have helped on the side, help some people, but we hadn't done it as an organization. So this is the first one we're doing as an organization and we're excited about it. Um, the girl is deserving. Um, I actually sponsored her from, from fourth grade all the way through high school. And then, you know, when, when she got accepted in college, it's like, wow, we can't let her go now as an organization. So it went from me being an individual sponsor to the organization taking over. Because college, of course, we, we calculate college to be about 1200 a year, you know, um, is what we calculate. And we don't, we really don't know all the costs because this is the first student we're doing. So we kind of, yeah. so we, we're kind of figuring this one out as we go. But just uh, you said a couple of things there, sir. That's want to break down for the audience, for everybody mm -hmm. listening. You had you had we, we're, we're getting women who are in a system to fail. We're giving them access to 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 not just get back to a ground zero, but the fact that they can go be who they want to be. Yes. Then we're giving young men in an environment where they can grow with the boys, the men program. Yes. The leadership. And so we're sharing resources and then allowing them to become self-sufficient. Yes. Sounds like the gospel to me. <laughs> Sounds like the gospel to me. Because we don't want them to be dependent onto us. But if we walk around with that trampoline mentality that I'm a I got some resources over here. And if you can jump off my heart, you go yeah. to what God has destined for you. Exactly. And that's, and that's, that's, awesome. that's the plan. You know, that this is always uh set up to be a at some point have people to be self-sufficient you know um the beauty of the kenyan people is you know they really you know they really just want to work for what you know but the, there's not that there's not enough work there or the jobs don't pay enough all the time you know um to 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 live off of so you know it, it makes it kind of tough on them. so uh yeah that's so that's why that's that phenomenal Absolutely. Yes, yes. And so, yeah. like, and so, and so, so how many, because you, you were talking about the feeding program and kids eating to my account, to my account, and this may be like a lowballing, I counted maybe 3000 kids. Is it, how many, how many schools is Mabasa relief actually assisting overall? Uh, five schools, a total of now about 3000 students, but not all, we only have feeding programs at two schools. Okay. Um, the school in Khalifi definitely needs a feeding program, but that that's going like to require that was like, like twelve hundred kids alone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. They they got a lot of they got a lot of you saw they got a yeah. lot of issues there. They don't have buildings. They have what two or three classes that meet up under a tree all day long, mm -hmm. sitting sitting on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, so you know those are things that uh you know we you know so. What we're trying to do is 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 take little bites of the apple there. Um, uh, in this shipment we're doing right now, there's a a, a big gazebo that we're going to have a concrete slab laid, and we're going to put that gazebo up at that school, and that'll give them at least you know that'll give them you know uh, some structure or somewhere else to put put kids, and we're going to give them some desks as well. So. Um, and then I believe that school is going to take a, it's going to take a while to get you know to really get it up to where we uh, up to our normal standards, but you know that's that's what we do. I, and I believe and um there's one school actually a phenomenal school for the disabled. Yes. They're disabled, but they're actually making amazing masterpieces. 
Oh, yeah, you're talking about Bombalulu? Bombalulu. And yeah. so I think we have some video content. If we can get our wizard in the back, Mr. Joker, run that for us, please. Okay. Here we are at our annual Bombalulu thing, Tyler. Yeah, let's go. He's on the dish line feeding. We're going to feed here about, let me spin around. Probably got a couple of hundred kids here today. This event can be as big as, it's been as big as 500. Um, this is one of the annual things we do. This particular location we're at is a handicapped village that has workshops, a restaurant, conference center, all designed to help them be more self-sufficient. Um, in order to live on this facility, you have to be handicapped and then you apply and when you accept it, you and your whole family. Man, it brings, mm -hmm. it brings you back, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, this that particular place, Bombalulu, is really where we got the idea to start a not-for-profit. Mm -hmm. You know, up until that point, we had been doing little piecemeal things, but um, we had a, such a strong relationship with Bombalulu because they that's where we used to get clothes made and... Um, we used to buy wood from them and it was just such a a feel good thing that I think what happened, we were sitting around one day waiting on some some clothes and we just kept seeing all these kids running by playing. It was like, man, it's a bunch of kids. Here. You know what? And that's when we said, you know what, Let, let's feed these kids here. You know, we you know, and and so that was not only where the ideal came to start or not for profit, that is the longest running initiative we had because that was the first thing we did. We took money out of our own pockets when we were there to, to feed, you know, the, the kids that were there. Awesome. Ronnie, thanks for your message, brother. We'll make sure. Yeah, we'll well, definitely. Thanks message. for your message. Absolutely. Oh, brother. is that feed my starving children? Yeah, I think that's what. OK, he said, OK. Okay. <laughs> Awesome, super yeah. awesome right there. And then, uh, and then, we're, we're, we're getting kids education. We're getting yeah. kids um, the tools they need to be successful. But then we're talking about health and fitness, and yeah. the sports, sports, sports is an aspect to this. Okay, sports that yes, Com comp competition is healthy. And so, yeah. talk a little bit about on uh, the, the sports day, and okay, and, and, and those are those adventures. <laughs> well, we're talking about sports day. I got to talk about your dad. Cause he was one of the people who who kind of started that, um, you know, and it was it was always uh, uh, a way for us to get out and interact with the kids and have fun and run and and do all those type of things with them. And and the, and the thing about it is um, 
um, you know, these kids are such great, you know, great athletes. You know, well, Kenyans are natural born runners. So, you know, and when you see them out there on the soccer field, these kids can really go, you know, and it, it it's a fun thing to watch. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's a, a ton of fun for them, you know, to come out and and play or play volleyball against each other and soccer against each other and swim. It's such a it's really just a whole feel good day. You know, that that whole thing is just like, oh, you know, I think everybody, kid and adult, whoever sits there, everybody leaves there with a good feeling in their heart. So, uh, yeah, that, that that's a that's a good one. Because and, and coming out of that was partially that and uh, Boys to Men is what started us. We sponsor a couple of soccer teams there now, um, you know, for you know, because that's one of the things with the boys. You, you, you got to have some sports in there. You got to have something that's going, you know, where they can get out and have that outlet for all that energy that the young boys have. So um, uh, we we brought them soccer uniforms. We bring them soccer balls and we pay for them to we pay their soccer coach and we actually pay for them to get in a couple of tournaments. So, yeah, we really pushed the, the sports initiative because we know. Sports teach you some real good teamwork, you know, teamwork. You need that no matter what you're going to do in life. So, you know, um, to, to have these kids, you know, to be a part of them learning that and learning to depend on their they brother and everything else is has been a good thing. Amen. Amen. And I can I can I can definitely contest that they are runners because my hamstrings was on fire the next day. The right. Next OK. Day. OK. <laughs> well, you see, I don't even go out there no more because I ain't going to do nothing to get hurt. I, I sit up on up high and just watch. <laughs> but I know, but my dad will always come back home. He'd be training for that. He'd be hurt. He'd get out there every year and get hurt and be like, man, what, why are you doing this, Ames? Sack race, he was racing the kids. My dad. Yeah, yes, he, he was. He was, yes, he was. Old, playing basketball three times a week at the club downtown. Yeah, so yeah. We got, we, but he got there with them kids that are natural born runners. And it's, yeah. it's a different ball game. But it is. Uncle Don, the, the best thing that I love about it was it was the fact that they had joy. Yeah. These kids had joy. Like, you, you just couldn't even tell. Like that, we would think as Americans we like identify poverty as this and that, but it was like they weren't counting what they didn't have. They yeah. were grateful for what they got, and what when we fed them that when they when they got food that day, and then they got into the pool when they came to the beach when they got the pizza. It was like Christmas in March yeah. for them, and they were just so jubilantly just joyful. It was really, really awesome. And as an American, I felt like, man, I feel like a jerk. As an American, yeah. I just like Americans that we, we have such an entitlement. Yeah, really good to be humbled by children who have such who have one and have such a faith in a higher power that no matter what, something's going to work out. Yeah, because it's a book that they got from the organization. It was a race, which sports brings people together in terms of competition. That mm -hmm. these kids can really have are have in their lives like on a different path now because of the yeah. association. Yeah. And, you know, uh, one of the things that has kept me very active in this organization uh, for for 20 plus years is the fact that these kids appreciate and show their appreciation for everything we do, you know, no matter how small, you know, and this is not, it's not a fake. It's this. It ain't phony. It ain't you know. Kids are that they can't fake it. It's real. And you know, um, you you've been 
uh, I think you've been through the experience where um, pulling up on Victoria Baptist. Mm -hmm. That's a rock star atmosphere, man. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel, you know, I feel like Elton John or somebody, man. It's, 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 it's when you when you pull up to that school and them kids know and they know we coming. Yeah. The yeah. It, it's electric, man. It, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't reproduce that without being there. So, you know, um, so those type of things that, you know, have kept me uplifting. And then everything that we believe as Americans, you know, um, our, our, our quest for material possessions and things of that nature, um, it doesn't exist there. You know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to that society. And then you look and you see people who have very little and they happy. They not, they not dying of depression. You know, you know, they're not dying of, you know, of heart attacks or strokes. You know, it, it's, it's disease. It's those mosquitoes and those flies that, you know, they kill, they kill most Kenyans, you know. But, um, you know, they, it, it just it just kind of challenges everything we believe as a country and, and our sense of values. And that's one of the things that's one of the things that always kept me involved is because um, you, you see life for what it really is. You know how basic it is it ain't about big cars big houses you know it's about family and taking care of your ba basic needs so and and we see that there all the time amen amen ladies and gentlemen this is we're just we're just getting caught up on what they've been doing they've been doing yeah. this has been 25 years plus is what's been going on but before we get out of here we got some exciting times ahead yes we do and so because you all have been doing this without this Sweat, blood, hard, hard hat, and lunch pail, right? Chicago, yeah, like, yeah. like no, like, this is good as to get it done. But now, people can be a part of it, and then, but now you have a special new program starting. What is yeah. the computer initiative? Am I saying that right? Uh, my first computer initiative is what is the name of it. You know, um, before before I talk talk about it a little bit, I just want to. Uh, there was an article that I saw recently, and it talked about how. There's a Chinese businessman who went to Africa and started buying IP addresses by the millions. So this one Chinese businessman now controls a, a large part of what can happen in Africa because you can't put nothing on the Internet without an IP address. So this one man was allowed to come in and because of the corruption in, in high places, he was allowed to do this. And that's going to affect everything that happens on that continent because they allowed him to do that. And see, you know, and and what what I've seen, you know, and, and talking about the computers and the internet and all that, you don't see that in Kenya. You don't see, you, you don't, you know, you don't go into homes and they just got a computer there. You don't, you don't go into schools and they got a computer. You know, our schools don't, none of our schools have computers. You know, uh, there may be one laptop that the headmaster has for for attendance or whatever, but most of the time they 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 don't have it. So the my first computer initiative is an initiative that is going to build computer labs in five schools. Um, we have a a shipment that actually should be leaving the U.S. It, it left Springfield, Illinois, Monday. It was by train to uh, Philadelphia, 
and then it was going to be put on a boat somewhere there on the East Coast, and then it'll go to Kenya. The My First Computer Initiative will teach, um, it will teach computer skills and coding to kids in the elementary school. Now, for those of us who are IT and know something about IT, um, we know that coding, people who write code make a lot of money. So if we could start teaching these kids these computer skills, because they're being left out, you can't, you can't miss this part of, of, um, of what's happening of this global economy. If you don't have the basic skills to operate a computer, you lost. You can't do anything. Well, there's nothing, and you know, as the as this world goes forward, there there's there, there's nothing that doesn't run on computers. Everything's running off of something. So if you don't have those basic skills, how can you compete? How can you leave Kenya and go to Europe or come to America or go to Asia and work? You can't. You can't do anything. But you know, you you can't do any. You can't compete with people who've had them in their hands the whole time. So the My First Computer Initiative uh, will will change that. And we're doing something a little different this time. Years ago, we shipped computers and we and what we did was we gave the people the computers and the people waited till we got there and we got there and we tried to set them up and, you know, and, and show a, a thing or two. We, we're not doing it like that this time. This time we have an in-country partner that builds computers. So that with them building the computer, with them, this is what they do. They actually, the girl is from, she's Kenyan, but she worked in America for a number of years and went back to Kenya and she's built 15, 20 labs already up country. And she's going to come down to Mobasa and work with us and work with our schools and make sure that, you know, that, that the labs are, are built correctly and that all the teachers are taught. So now we're doing things, you know, and sometimes, like I say, you learn from your mistakes or you learn from things that don't work. And what we learned from it the first time around, first off, is the room has to be secure. So we got two classrooms now that are going through the modification process of having bars put on the window, steel doors installed, enough outlets for 25 computers, you know, you know. You just got to have those things. So now when you go and you put those computers in there, they, they'll they they'll be there. It won't be uh, the computers are there. You come back the next year, half of them are missing. Nobody knows what happened and all those type of things. So, so we've learned. We've, we've learned, you know, after 20 years, you still, you should pick up a lesson or two. So this time we feel a lot more confident that this program is really going to have the impact that we want it to have. We have an in-country partner that's going to work with us. We have we have teachers that are going to be trained just for this, and we have classrooms that are secure. So we're looking for this to really. To me, I think this program is going to be just as impactful as our feeding program. You know, uh, it may not you know supply that basic need like our feeding program, but we're really looking for this to uh, to be an impactful program. Amen. Amen. And um, when you talk about when you talk about teaching coding, I mean, I'm at my background is as, as a CTO. That is a phenomenal skill. Yeah. Set. 
And so when you talk about trying to catch them up, that's like giving them, putting their bodies, their brains on a slingshot and giving them a fighting chance. Because especially as, as a youth, it's so funny because my I was helping my daughter the other day and I caught her on a, on a laptop and then she was about to, um, she said, Poppy something. And I was like, what's this? I said, no, <laughs> turn that off. I said, I need you to Google how to build a computer. <laughs> I said, okay. Okay. She, she's eight years old. I said, no, this is enough feeding some fur for today. We're going to do, I need you to learn how to build some Tony Stark stuff. <laughs> like, like, uh, <laughs> you know, how, how to build computers. Like I understand the mainframes, but that is phenomenal, sir. Yeah, that, I, I agree. That is absolutely phenomenal. On top of everything else, now this is the emp empowering part. Yes, it really is. Set them apart because if they could take this skill set, hone it with their selflessness that they already have. Yes. And then you would have people like Michelle Culpepper. You had um, medical um, administrators coming and bringing health care supplies. You yes. guys doing a, a lot of things at um, the HIV clinics over there and, yes. and supporting those schools. And so, like, the, the, the abundance of serving can't go unnoticed. And so it's truly a blessing, sir. I'm honored to be a part of it. And it's just like, this is one of the reasons why my dad is my hero, because yeah. this is what he was doing. This yeah, is, and this, this this is definitely what he was doing. Yeah, so, I can say. Go ahead, go ahead, sir. No, no, I was just going to say, it's definitely what he was doing. Uh, he was, uh, you know, the, uh, whenever there was something that needed to be picked up or, you know, or, or gotten or, or we needed somebody to talk to somebody, it was always Amos that we sent. You know, uh, one, he could he could charm a snake, you know. So you know, you know, we we you know, we, he he would talk the way he talked would make every, always made people feel at ease. So you know, he was always a great representative of the organization, you know. Uh, uh, you know, and every you know everybody in the organization miss him. You see that, you know, and uh, you know. So, but we're gonna carry on. We're gonna carry on in his name, and you know, and and, and that's part of, of where we at as an organization. We know that, you know, we've been doing this for 20 plus years. And one of the things that I've seen going to Kenya, I've seen some great people, some great people going to Kenya and doing all digging wells, you know, doing this type of stuff. But what happens? What happens is that one great person or those two great people can't go anymore. They die. They, you know, they get too old to go. And then all of a sudden, every, all the stuff that they started stops that's so that's why we did what we did this you know with bringing some youth in you know we brought some you uh, a couple of other you know spanky uh, uh jordan uh we we brought you guys in because you guys the next level when 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 i'm too old you know which is coming soon when we too old to travel and we can't do it anymore you know we want you guys to take this over and keep running with it so our whole thing was my whole goal was and I and I think it was accomplished with with you and Spanky and Jordan was to just take you to the country and then just sit back and watch you fall in love with it. And it didn't take long because the people so good, you know, the you know, it's just it's just a wonderful time, you know, when you're over there and you helping others, it, it the feelings that you get, you know, you know that you're doing the right thing. Absolutely. You know what you're doing. And that's the thing about our organization. Whatever you do with us, you're going to make an impact. You're going to impact lives. And I think, you know, as as a person, you know, and we all have limited you know, resources or whatever. But if you can make a difference in somebody's life, you, you're doing something. 
you you know you're accomplishing something you you know and so and I, and, I, and I feel good because I know I've seen it I've I've been told it that you know our organization is making a difference so you know uh, we, we just want to you know keep that up you know Don Uncle Don where we at right now we have new listeners listening in. This is streaming on all different networks. Anybody listening, please feel free to one subscribe to the network so you'll be notified every time. But there's phenomenal shows. Somebody was a lot of you were surprised because this is a sports network, but this network is about outreach and impact. Sports brings people together, and then yes, we give people something positive to take back home. Feel free to share this show with family and friends, co-workers, and bosses, because this is a mission that we can all be a part of. And what we can do overseas. When we get back home, it doesn't start. It doesn't stop. We can yes. be just as kind to our neighbors. We can be just as kind to the man down the street or that lady that lives by herself, or that widow. Down, you see what I'm saying? So the, the serving never stops. And if at the end of the day, until we go home, we build heaven on earth. Yep. And that's what I've that's what I've learned from my parents. And this is my brother Titus, Uncle Diamond's Kevin. You guys hooked me up with him, um, a, a fellow entrepreneur in the area, and mm -hmm. I think he painted this. That day, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he paid in for me that day, and um, it, it's an honor and a privilege. So shout out to Mr. Titus. I know he has a kid in school and everything, and looking forward to seeing it, see, see him again. And I'm, I'm very proud to have his artwork behind me. And so it's a reminder that I never forget, sir, Uncle Don. I'm telling you that yeah. every yeah, day. we'll actually have his art. Uh, we we act at we we send him some. We bought some art from him, so he's shipping us some art that we hope to have by. Um, probably won't have it by the uh, November thirteenth uh, sneaker ball event that we'll be at, but we should have it by our um, virtual fundraiser. So, so that's what we that's what we're shooting for there. So, how can how can people help? How can people get involved? How can people get involved? And there's, I know there's probably different levels to it. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, one thing I encourage everybody to uh, uh, take the trip. Um, one thing that we notice, and this is speaking, you know, to uh, the African Americans out there, that I've been to Kenya uh, twenty plus times, and I've only seen five African Americans there visiting while we were there. To me, that that's unacceptable. I mean. Kenya is your home, you know, it's uh, Africa is your home. Every other group of people, you know, the Italians go back to Italy, you know, the Irish go to Ireland, you know, everybody else go back to their homeland. I think we need to do that more. You know, I think, uh, you know, we need to go because when you go, you see people who, who look like you, you see people who remind you of people here. And when you go and you know this, there's such a feeling of being home. You know, we've been we've been in Kenya while a lot of stuff was going on. You know, I mean, I'm talking world, you know, stuff around the world that wasn't good. You know, uh, I remember us being there when when uh, we invaded Iraq. Um, we were there other times when there was some terrorism activity and we've never felt any type of threat. We I've never felt any type of danger or, or it's home. You know, so, you know, um, that's 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 what we always feel. So I encourage people, one, to take the trip, because I will tell you this. There's not a travel agency anywhere that does this trip the way we do. Because if you go to a travel agency and you say, hey, I want to go to Kenya. 
they're they going to put you on a safari for five, six days, mm-hmm. which ain't nothing wrong with, you know, safaris are a wonderful thing, but you know, um, you don't see the people, you don't get to, you don't, you don't get to the, meet the teachers or, or go, you know, play with the kids or all those type of things. You, you, you miss a good portion of it. Our trip allows you to be with the people and still get that two day safari. That's all you need out there. It's two days two-day safari and then some of the other things that are special but that's one way you know people could help take the trip see what we do uh and i always say that one thing we noticed over the years is if i look at our biggest donors they've all been there they've all taken the trip with us so when people go and they see what the needs are and they see what we're doing they come back and they say okay all right because what happens is whenever somebody goes they always see something that we may be missing or we may not be support. And I'll tell them, well, if you want to support it, you know, you can support it through us, you know, and, and a lot of times that's what happens. You know, we've had people buy cows and chickens and all type of things uh, through us just because when they went, they saw that and they thought it was a need that they could feel and, and they've done it. So that's one way. The other way is, is just simply, simply donate, help us, help us do what we do. You know, the, it's the end of the year coming around and, you know, and a lot of people have to uh, uh, have to figure out what they're going to do with their money for tax purposes. You know, and then a lot of people trying to make donations to, to various organizations. Uh, consider us, you know, uh, you know, help. We we only we don't have any paid staff here in America. None of none of our board members get a salary. The only person is paid. Is, is Anna Saburu, and she's Kenyan, and she runs all the programs in Kenya. And we do have a couple of the ladies who work with Girl Power that's being paid. And actually, we're going to start paying somebody for boys to men. But for, from our board, American wise, we get nothing. We, you know, we 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 do it because we feel it's the right thing to do, and we see that we're making a difference. Amen. So uh, that you know, that's the second way. You know, uh, um, volunteer. You know, we have some volunteer uh, things from time to time. Uh, like when we were going out getting all these desks and stuff for the shipment, uh, we, you know, we had we had some people come with us who just came to help. You know, just came help us to load the truck and all those type of things. So, so those three things, you know, um, um, can get people involved. You know. Um, sign up for our newsletter so we we sent out a quarterly newsletter that always kind of talks about the latest you know the latest things we're doing and, and and that so signing up for our newsletter would be uh would be a good thing as well that way you can be always up on what we're doing and when the trip dates are and all those type of things sweet that's 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 great stuff right there people can everybody can be a part of the journey Yes. Um, and I, I believe you're right. I mean, I have a testimony because like I legit felt stronger when I got there. Like when I got there, when I got boots on the sand, I got lost with the people. I got lost. Yeah. I got lost with the guys. I met so many friends that I still talk to on WhatsApp. <laughs> we still yeah. right now. And so those relationships are there. And like to be able to form these connections with people that are so grateful, they really are your brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, I, I, I felt there was no racism. I just didn't. I didn't feel any type of like negative energy when I was there. Mm-hmm. And but the funny thing, awesome thing, I but I saw people from other 
um, nationality backgrounds who were still getting awesome love. And so yeah. it was there are it was just gentle people treating people the right way. And, and so it just all just seemed right, especially on that beach, the beach, the prayer walks in the morning with the beach. Yeah. Start the day out before we went to the church, before we went to the schools was just phenomenal. So definitely take the trip. Um, plan for it in advance. It's phenomenal. It's priceless. Yeah. I did go on a safari later on in the trip. That was epic. I was like nine feet away from a lion. Then I stayed in the van. <laughs> that was that was like epic. You find out about yourself when you look a lion in the face. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you but, find um, out how small you are. Like okay. very small. Like uh -huh. nah, nah. But um, you could donate. You could donate whatever. You, when you donate, you could determine where it goes. You could find out where yep. it goes. And so, but um, and all these different things for, for for other purposes other than um, serving others. And so, yeah. um, wrapping this up is this has been a blessing, sir. This, this this is a blessing. Um, and and then this is great, not just content, but a great way to let the people know because you will yeah. be doing Appreciate a lot it. of heavy lifting. Um, you, Mr. Kelvin, Mr. Tyrell, you, the, you, the whole board, all the amazing people on the board, you all have yeah. been doing some heavy lifting for a couple of decades by yourself. And I'm um, figuring so so that so this, this the barroom network is dedicated to to give you all some relief, okay? And Appreciate it. We're definitely gonna get this message pushed out. We'll have you guys back on again before we go back in March. Okay. Um, and then it and then even right now, as we get ready for this for, for this initiative, if there's anything that you need of us, please don't hesitate. We'll make sure that the repost all Mr. Um Harris's contact information. If anybody wants to reach out to him directly. You definitely have the option to do that. And then here at the here at the network, sir. And so um with all that, is is it anything any any closing remarks, Mr. Harris? Uh, you know, it's just that um 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 I think that people are we all have a, a purpose in life. We we all were put here for a reason, you know, and and I and and I think that reason is to help others. Um, you know, so if it's not our organization that you get involved with. Get involved with something where, where you're making a difference. You know, anybody, we can all make a difference. You know, it doesn't take it doesn't take millions of dollars. All it takes is you putting your heart in it and you'll make a difference. So amen. get out there and make a difference. Amen. Mm -hmm. a, 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 amen to that. And, th and that starts in your own community. Yes, it does. It starts mm -hmm. in your community because at the end of the day, the bear is going to lose no matter what. But no, but like, but that's what I learned from my dad. He said, "Cause I used to, I used to flip tables every time the Bears would lose." And, okay. Um, but he, but he told me, he says, "Tyler, they get a check no matter if they win or lose. Yeah. They not that mad. If they was yeah. that mad, they would do something about it. They'd be yeah. really mad they didn't get paid. So yeah. you focus on being a better son, a better father, a better brother." Mm -hmm. A better servant of God, and let let the let the, the entertainment take care of itself. And yeah. so, um, it was an absolute pleasure, sir. Um, okay. Looking, looking, looking forward to going back in March. Can't wait to to start those festivities up again. Or just the, the the overall fellowship, because when you 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 have a new love when you burning up when you hot with somebody else when you yeah. hot with somebody else like <laughs> it's a different type of it's a different type of relationship. Like we we've been through something together. And yeah. So, my, 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 my pops and Mr. Terrell um, getting ready to get some kids some, some some nice treats. And so to literally be standing on the sand where my father was standing, I can't tell you all the Black Panther moment of being empowered by his spirit. 
that mm-hmm. I that I listen to on a daily basis as I try to improve because I'm still far from perfect, but definitely trying to make him and my, and my mother and my and my daughters proud. Um, from the Mabasa Relief Initiative, President Mr. Don Harris. It was an absolute pleasure, boss. All um, right, man. Peace. Love you guys, man. Peace and love and gaze, man. Hang out backstage for me real quick. And I see Okay, you. no problem. That went that sometimes you, you can't plan greatness. You can't plan obedience. And my peace comes from my obedience. And so that went longer than expected because there was no limit. There is no limit when you are when you truly going after trying to do God's will. And that's what this show is intended for. Number one is to share resources. If you're doing something special out in the community and you want people to know about it, send me a DM on Twitter. Send me a Twitter on IG. Let's talk about it because we want to shine a light. I don't want people to leave this earth. I don't want to wait till people are going to give them their, their roses or give them a light that they can be a beacon for peace and hope everywhere else. This was an absolute blessing. I'm even more empowered to do that. Our family, between my brothers and sisters and my mom, we're sponsoring about seven children ourselves right now. And, and, and it's not and it's not enough because it's like it's so much more to be done. But when you're a beacon of hope, my mentors taught me an example is better than an opinion. Okay. And one of my mentors, Mike, he's just like the it's the way he loves his wife. It's the way he served my mom. When you have an example, you have left less excuses for yourself because it's not about being a victim. You can be a victor if you have the mindset to have tunnel vision on what you're trying to get accomplished and who is influencing you. Allow or not allow. Something that I got from my mentorship as well. But um, from, um, this show went longer than expected. I had some crypto nuggets for you guys, but we'll talk about that in the next show of The Perspective of Gains. Peace, love. I wish you all an amazing evening. May God um, bless my boss with initiative. May God, I'm going to pray for every single one of you this evening as well. Have an amazing night. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's your brother in Christ, Tyler Ellis, and we'll definitely do this again. Take care. From this class, from this school, we'll have governors, ministers, educators, teachers, doctors, nurses, and maybe, maybe even
try as hard as you can. And remember, you can be anything you want to be. Don't let nobody tell you different. Okay? Okay? You promise. All right, give it up for yourself. These are just some gifts from our friends back at home that love you also. We just want to share these with you that you can remember us. And we'll remember you. And we will be back again. So when we come back... Okay. When we come back, we see the little ones will be bigger. The bigger ones will be in um, up country in school, correct? Yes. Yes, okay. We want to see all of you grow. And all of you prosper and be the best that you can be. Okay? Yeah. Thank you again. Yeah. Stop, stop.